I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. with Tuesday time for round seven and as if we didn't already have a million and one problems with everything going on in the injury and suspension front uh, one of our most popular players can't even just avoid seeing his parents for one bloody weekend Bradman best gone thankfully I've got Knight's number one fanatic on the line uh, Lakey how are you mate I'm doing good mate I was better before that news but I'm, I'm doing all right still so what's what's the go there? He's he's gone over to mum and dad's for a bit of home cooking and broke protocol. Yeah, he, he didn't know it was happening. Like the the restrictions were so tight, apparently. So he's done it accidentally, obviously. But he, he's what eighteen, nineteen, and he's gone home to see mum and dad. I mean, we had a big session on Friday night, and I woke up at my mum's place for bacon and eggs. So I'm not going to judge him. Have you been COVID tested since that night? I have not. No. No, but I did notice Langy was coughing yeah. and spluttering, so we should uh, have a word to the health experts. <laughs> I was sat next to the bloke too, which is bad at the best of times, let alone when he's uh, got a bit of a runny nose. But uh, no, thankfully you and I won't be too close to that playing field, although given the way my boys played last weekend, I might be getting a call up here, stripped fitter. I reckon I could sit on that wing and, and put down a few tries. What do you reckon? Yeah, it almost seemed like that whole team was out for COVID on, on the weekend, weren't they? <laughs> I think we were still on the plane, but uh, the less said about that game, the better. But, of course, you and I are coming up against each other this Saturday night, so I will be swiftly muting any and all social media, WhatsApp, Facebook, text, everything that's just going complete blank stone ages for about a good two hours before i check that score probably two days i'd say mate after we give you a towel in on on saturday i might not hear from you until about this time next week um at 34 nil in one half nothing can go worse than that surely knock on bloody wood anyway team lists um not just brad and best but basically carnage all over the shop here so just injury suspensions as we mentioned right off the top uh, news coming out tonight, actually, Nathan Brown for the, the Parramatta Eels has surprisingly found himself suspended yet again. So, failed his uh, and to get a reprieve at the judiciary tonight. So, he'll sit out another two games. So, a bit like TPJ, you just can't keep these blokes on the field. Uh, good players, but just too angry. <laughs> no, he got a 95. It was hilarious. I was, I was messaging um, Sparky Mark on, uh, I think it was Monday, and he's going through his options for this week, and he goes, Nathan Brown, 95. What do you reckon? And I said, oh, mate, maybe watch that one for judiciary. <laughs> oh, I fucked my laugh. Classic Gil. Anyhow, let's uh, let's run through them, mate. So how about we uh, – we'll try to keep this one a short and sweet one. I know the uh, – 
we tend to, to talk a lot in these and there is a bit to go through. So how about we do it one game at a time? I'll go one, you go the second, which I think gives me the Cowboys and Knights. We'll see. We will see. Doesn't matter, mate. <laughs> anyway, let's go into it. Uh, I wasn't going to mention teams and how Supercoach is going. I thought I'd just skim over that. But I just appreciate that. How, yeah. uh, how's your ranking? Um, I'm just sitting roughly around. I'm sort of floating the last three weeks around the 30K mark. So I'm not doing well at all, but I'm, I'm not plummeting anymore. So I guess I've... Um... <laughs> <laughs> at least your NRL team's doing okay. Man. Yeah, that's exactly right. At all. I'm sitting yeah, about uh, two and a half K at the moment. So um, plenty of work to do to get up into that top 1,000, but it's not far off. I think we put up a, a Twitter post today on the, the talk uh, Twitter feed and it showed just how close some of those rankings are. So in the space of, you know, 100 points, you could be climbing a couple of thousand or more depending on how far back you are. So there's still hope for those That's uh, it, several mate. of it's, you in our, in our group. It's always so close this early in the year, but um, you just kind of hope one of your pods hits. And I tell you what, I'd rather be where you're sitting than when I'm sitting. Now, it's a long road ahead. It's a long season. Plenty of this sort of stuff can go wrong, but uh, fingers crossed. This is the last, <laughs> this is the only carnage we'll face uh, this week. Hopefully, everyone just gets on the bloody park. But let's go through them. First game of the round: Panthers and Rabbitohs should be a good one here. Uh, not much in in the way of team news here. So Penrith, I believe, remain unchanged. Uh, of interest there, you've got Jerome Lewis still holding down that five eight spot. Uh, I don't think. Uh, Matt Burton even made it on the park last week. So if you're scrounging around for potential reserve options this week, uh, Jerome Lua might not be too bad a shout there. Um, no other changes for the pennies. For the rabbits, the one change there, unfortunately, Tom Amone, young forward coming off the bench, has succumbed to an ACL. I think that's basically his season done. Interesting name on the in the 17 jersey, James Roberts. So making his uh, long-awaited return. Not sure exactly what the plan is with him there. Do you have any any insight on how Wayne's going to play him? No, I'm not sure. I mean, I know the start of the year when he was playing, they had AJ as that um, utility. So I don't know whether Roberts does the same thing or whether they make a late shuffle before game day and he he sits out or something like that. No idea. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're not going to spell Latrell like they were with AJ for that game or two. But no, he's Luttrell, just starting hopefully. to hit his straps. You can't sit him down now. Surely not. But, yeah, interesting to see that uh, that rotation there. Uh, moving on, Storm, 6 p.m. game. Storm and the Warriors, throw it to you. Yeah, it, again, it's it's nothing out of left field here. Josh Adokar comes back. I believe he was out last week because he was um, attending the birth of a child. And um, Jerome Hughes comes back to the starting side. Um after return from injury. So, Marion Seve is out. Riley Jacks is out for those two guys. Uh, interestingly enough, that sees Branko hold his spot in the centres. Um, and, you know, he's not, not doing anything crazy, but he's always got some sort of attacking game there. Um, the other side of the field, big out with uh, Katoa succumb to that ankle injury. Hopefully, it's just this week, but um, I'm just don't know how bad he was. He did strap up and come back on and and pushed his, what was it, like an eight-point score when he got hurt up to a 27. So that was nice. Very much appreciated, mate. <laughs> 20 extra points. Yeah, well, that's it. That's probably another two, 3,000 spots I managed to avoid mm, falling. Exactly right. Um, 
But Fusatua and Burr are both in the squad despite being knocked out last week. Um, and Mamalo is back, pushing Jared Beal out of the 17 altogether. So the Warriors are starting to look more like their full-strength side. They just need that Tabanga and Katoa to, to come back and they'll be looking as strong as they can be. So that's good for them. Yeah, with this coach thing, like what happens? Uh, that's, that's the big question there. The talk of this players are, you know, devastated for him. So what warrior side are we even going to get? Well, that's uh, the thing. One? There's the, the whole theory is that the players will turn up for their new coach. You know, the coach gets sacked and it's a, a danger game, the next one for whoever they're playing against. But um, was it Tohu was on um, a podcast earlier this week saying how it was complete shock to the playing group. They didn't see it coming after everything they fought through just to be in the comp this year and and now this has happened. So it sounds like it's hit them pretty hard. It'd be interesting to see how they respond and it's not a good week to be coming up against Melbourne who just lost last week and, and all the turmoil in mm. the New Zealand squad. It doesn't look a pretty... Uh, I don't think many are going to be tipping the Warriors this week. No, I guess you never know. Um, it's being played at Cogra in uh, in New South Wales, the Dragons' old home ground there. So interestingly, with all the COVID business going on in Melbourne, I'd be interested to see how they uh, hold up. I think they're all moving out of Melbourne and into New South Wales temporarily, and that could uh, that might take a bit of puff out of them. But uh, if you've got a guy like Cam Unster and you're eyeing him off this week that could be a very handy game coming up for him he looked good when we were there at the pub 28 beers deep didn't he yeah i think he did i couldn't really tell by that stretch <laughs> too busy uh punting on dapto greyhounds i think and uh not investing wisely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good third game of the that's it. Oh, I've given you the Cowboys. Third game of the round, Roosters and Dragons. Um, so normally, guys, this would be your Anzac Day clash and all that, but it's so far from removed from normality these these days. But I guess the big news here, James Tedesco named at fullback, um, but obviously he's still got to pass all the uh, concussion protocol during the week. So I think from what NRL physio is saying, it's it's basically a day-by-day, um, see how he's traveling right up until game day. So I don't think we're even going to find out probably not until the morning of this game, which is a bit of a, an, an issue because then you've got, if you have to fill in another reserve, which which I'd be scrambling for, there's a lot that might have already played in that Panthers game, like your, a Luai, um, you know, Storm and Warriors, got JTB there. Uh, a lot of people are playing him by force, I guess, this week. But yeah, this could be carnage if, uh, if Teddy's out. And it's the Dragons too. It's just such a good matchup, but we'll see. I just The pessimist in me sees... Uh, that they're just going to scratch him for this one and play it safe. I think it'd be hard for him to get up. He's got to pass six different concussion stages for this protocol and he's got six days to do it. They're 24-hour turnarounds between each. So he's got to be perfect on every single one. Um, So he's he's really racing the clock and, you know, they've just come off a brutal game against the Eels, which they got up and they're now facing the Dragons. So I wouldn't risk him. They managed to towel up some other poor terrible side a few weeks ago without Tedesco so well that's it what news that would be for Brett Morris owners because that's probably the play there Ryan Hall's floating on that extended bench you'd imagine they just move him onto the wing and Beamos back to fullback where he carved up and he has been doing for the last couple of weeks so I think he was a negative 55 break even heading into last week he's made 
almost 100 grand. So he's sitting at 650K and I think his break even is in the teens or something ridiculous like that. What have we got? 19. There yeah, you go. He's so, doing insane. The, the Morris boys have actually turned back the clock. So I don't know what they were doing at the Bulldogs. Something's, something's <laughs> happening down there. They weren't being used right or whatever, but yeah, it's amazing what happens. Can't even make fun of these other teams anymore. That's the state mine is in. <laughs> uh, the only other change for the, the Roosters there, they've brought uh, Sam Verrills onto the bench as well as Lindsay Collins, who's back from injury there. So, interestingly, Mitch Orbison's still floating on that extended bench. So, unfortunately, lost his spot to the inform Angus Crichton. So, it doesn't look like budging from there. Grand Angus. For the Dragons, big news this week, James Graham heading back over to the English Super League. So, his spot's been filled um, well, Trent Merrin's come in there at lock, Jackson Ford in the bench in number 17. Um, Jason Saab, he's a bit higher priced than we would have liked. He plays his first game on that wing spot there for the uh, suspended Jordan Pereira. Pereira out for a couple of games. Saab, I think, is about 270k. Uh, so he's not bottom dollar. Uh, I don't think he's too much of an option given the side he's playing. And that's and all it. That. I'm, not, over I'm not worried too much about any Dragons players that aren't already in my team. Uh, yeah, that's it. I'm pretty scared about um, the f- how Zach Lomax is going to fare against this Rooster side. I've, I'm playing him. Um, I have to got play a him. nice little boost to his score last week with a try. But, uh, yeah, God knows what he's going to get against this Rooster side. A lot of tackling maybe. Uh, Fui Mono as well, he's still in the second row there. His time is almost surely up. But uh, if you've still got him around, you're probably having to play him this week as well. It's, it's that kind of week. Uh, nothing else doing from the Dragons there. So let's just... In 30 seconds, go over why the Cowboys are going to beat the Knights. Because anything can happen in the NRL. Miracles do happen. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I don't know. You guys had such an impressive performance last week, so you've left your team relatively unchanged with only Cotter replacing Jensen on the interchange. So decided to stick with the same strong unit that ran out last week. Yep. Um, oh, that second half, mate, we were coming. We were coming. Yeah, I guess. So you got to stick to some sort of form of positivity, I suppose. Um, with the Knights, we spoke about it earlier. Best is out seeing mummy and daddy. Um, so he's now got to quarantine for the next seven days, um, which sees him miss this week. Unfortunately, he would have had a billion points. Um, other than that, that's pretty much the same team fronting up um, from last week as well. Twala replaces Best. So if anybody's grabbed him at the start of the year for a cheapy play, that's another life. But, um, yeah, they run out unchanged, basically. And I think, you know, if you don't have Ponga, everyone's got to jump on him this week, don't you? That's it. I've, I've gone in and I've captained him. I think uh, if, I've, if I can put a curse on him, then I'm more than happy to uh, to cop the lack of super coach points. But now looking at the likes, you've got SN Masters that can't tackle to save his life. Scott Drinkwater there who doesn't want to tackle on the line. Um, yeah, I mean, the less said about him. They have had a kick up the ass from Josh McGuire during the week. Um, Paul Green's under pressure. If they come out with that same sort of effort, Green's papers are basically stamped. So almost last chance saloon here for him. Um, I guess for us, Jordan McLean's floating on that extended bench. I don't think he's likely to play. Um, Hamizo plays his third game. He's going to probably shift back to wing from next week with Val back. But um, we get to, I guess it's probably a good segue into the next game because there's a fair bit going on here. Broncos and the Titans, like what an absolute blockbuster this one. Oh, I can't wait. But speaking of Hamiza, speaking of Hamiza, there's a guy that you mentioned just off air that you were tossing up between uh, whether to bring in or not this week. So fullback for the Broncos this week, Tezzy New. 
Uh, yeah. We butchered that. But Tezzy, uh, all the raps in the world on him coming up through the grades here. Uh, I think he's played a, a game last year, maybe two. So he's a little above. No, he's basement. 171K. He is absolute bargain basement. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. And he got a couple uh, games earlier this year off the bench. So he's averaging 7.5 points at the moment through his <laughs> two games. So it, it gives him a break even of around 40 um, plus. So he's um, he doesn't come in with an amazing break even. He's not going to be a cash earner right off the bat. But, um, you know, points versus cash argument. Do you go the Hammer versus the Knights? He's got a negative 40-ish break even. Or do you go New versus the uh, Titans? Mm. Yeah, I mean, brave call with, with New. That's his, you know, first... Foray into first grade off off the bench, I guess, or in, in the uh, in the fullback jersey. A lot of pressure on this side, so everyone's basically saying if Broncos don't turn up here, they might as well um, pack it in for the year. I guess elsewhere, um, Corey Oates remains on the wing there, but you've got Jermaine Asako sitting on the bench now in jersey fourteen. Like there was talk, I think Wilf, you were saying was. Mentioning Asako might come on, they'll bench Glenn or Oates will go to second row, like. I don't know what's going on there. That's that's not a first grade rotation, but you know, whatever. The Harvard educated know better than us. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's just a strange system. Like they've talked about their rotational policy, and Oates is very vocal about wanting to remain in the pack. Um, so maybe this is just you know giving him what he wants in a roundabout way. But I don't see why you wouldn't play him back there in a psycho, just push him out onto the wing. So do you have Zay- so the guy I was thinking of not Tezzy New Xavier Coates who's at that two hundred k price mark? Yep, um, did, I wasn't. I'm not going completely insane. I'm almost halfway there watching the Cowboys. But Xavier Coates this week, um, he's the one I'm. I'm going in either between. You got Funa who we'll, we'll get to. You've got Coates here against the Titans, great matchup, and then you got Hamizo who's at, at fullback there against you guys. So I think Hamizo's got the biggest break even of them all, but. Coates, for me, looks like a, a pretty handy option given his um, run coming up and the fact that he's basically looked like the only attacking weapon in this Broncos side for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. He seemed to love going down his edge. He, um, he looks a very likely type. He um, hmm. he absolutely tore off when he took that intercept and, and he was <laughs> we were laughing about it. The only points the Broncos score were off a 95-metre intercept try courtesy of ex-Bronco Andrew McCulloch. But, yeah, he was flying and he looks one of the Broncos' best at the moment, uh, which isn't saying much, obviously. But um, he comes in with another big, ne- you know, negative break even and um, of around 30-ish. He scored 49 and 52 in his, you know, last two games, Manly and Newcastle, and now gets to play the Titans, Warriors, Bulldogs and Tigers in the next four. So, really good run coming up for him and... Um, and Tessie. Uh, big game for a couple of those guys there. If you have any faith in the Broncos, Milford's still there. Boyd is still there. I don't have much hope personally, but um, Coates, the, the value just seems too good there. And the upside, uh, a couple of other movements for the Broncos. So Corey Pates has gone down injured, replaced in the starting side by Isaac Luke. So, yeah, yeah that's that sums up the Broncos' year. It just goes from bad to worse. Um, Payne Haas is, is, yeah, he's, he was a bit down last week. I'm hoping for a big game from him. Would be an interesting captain option, I'd say, in this one. Could be a lot of attacking points for him. Um, Jamil Hopawadi gets resurrected on that, 
bench there in jersey number 15. So I think his break even is about four. So one more price rise. Touch and go to make it because he'll probably play 10 minutes and <laughs> based on his PPM so far, could be a fiver. And um, he's only there because of the suspensions to the guys in front of him, the Flegler and Kerrigan. So he's only lasting a week. So if you still got him, take the price rise, but it, you know, don't expect it to stick around too long. Yeah, geez. he could be a guy that someone like has to play this week, just yeah. given the carnage. And yeah, I forgot to mention Carrigan. And thanks for thanks for that one, Paddy and Flegler. You know, couldn't have come at a worse time. Titans, not much doing there in terms of super coach relevance for them. Corey Thompson still gets that fullback jersey Sorry, after or, coming off or NRL relevance, I might say. <laughs> Brilliant. One last dig. Uh, this is the bounce back week, though. If you listen to any of their fans, uh, you've got Corey Thompson held down his spot there. Young Tottenham appear, I believe he had a, a knee knock or a hamstring strain. I'm getting them mixed up there. But he's out, replaced by Dale Copley, the serviceable centre for the Titans there. Philip Sammy as well had a bit of a knee knock and he uh, has retained his spot on the wing there. Um, Malaki Fodawaka, he's probably the most exciting out of all the Titans. Um, he's had a really good couple of weeks in terms of uh, his output and getting plenty of minutes there. Um, basically, along with Jai Arrow, probably the only one you'd feed out of that entire pack. Um, any love from you this week? I know that a fair few are having to shuffle things around with Twile out. Is, is Mo? Uh, Fodawaka on your list? I'd love to have him, but I've got other fires to put out. Um, you just look at what he's done. He came back, missed the game one um, because of in, like returning from injury and came back off the bench for a 34 in game two. Um, but then the break really helped him out. He's had 87, 67, 57, and 75 in the last four games. Kid's gone up a whole heap um, you know, this year already. And he'll be someone I'm looking to get in, but I just can't do it this week. Yeah, I mean, you look at this bench for them. They've got Tanner Boyd and Tyron Peachy, so two basically utilities sitting there. So the front rows, there's plenty of minutes on offer there. I guess good news, Keegan Hipgrave, he has played 80 before, but the motor's a bit questionable there. So, you know, maybe Jai Arrow suddenly starts getting some more minutes with this weird old bench that the Titans have got going on there. Um, big news, though, Bryce Cartwright, 18. He's gone. That's what's doing, I guess. Falling on his sword, the poor guy. Uh, who knows? Right? Maybe they had enough of him, like enough of the jokes. <laughs> and uh, Aaron Clark drops to the extendeds as well with uh, Mitch Rain finally winning back that uh, that jersey he lost at the start of the year. He'll play starting hooker. So not much really doing there from the Titans. So how about we take a quick break and come back and run through the last three games of the round? Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
All right. Righty, we are back. Lakey, Eels and Raiders should be a good one, this one. I'll throw it to you. Yeah, mate. It's a, they, they put up a fight last week. The Eels did against the Storm, but ultimately got uh, – sorry, against the Roosters, but ultimately got beat. Um, Nathan Brown was huge in that game, but, you know, does what he does best and, and got reported and, you know, took it to the judiciary and now he's out for two weeks. So he was named, but um, there's going to be a bit of a shuffle to replace him. Um Kane Evans was supposed to be coming back from his own suspension but has been injured at uh, training somewhat. So um, there's a couple of the forwards there just moving around. I'm not exactly sure who's going to land where um, to fill in those spots. But, you know, you've got Gower, Alvaro um, in the reserves with George Jennings and Jai Field. So you'd, you'd, you know, expect those guys to come onto the interchange at least. And um, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be starting. Do you have any thoughts on who's going to replace Brown in the uh, 13? I think they usually chuck near Corey in there. I think he's filled in there before. Penny Terrapo yeah, is the only I, Yeah, that's the only name I can see. Yeah, Penny Terrapo copped an injury. Um, nothing major, um, but I think he just needs a rest for a week. So they've got Brad Takarangi come in to replace him on the bench as well. Um, Tell you what, before you go on, name that I've just seen there and I've forgotten about him basically, Daniel Alvaro has mm-hmm. a wee fallen way off the radar. Um, yeah, he was one of our um, front row options only, what, two years ago. He was pumping yeah. out 60 scores and, you know, was moving on to bigger and better things but uh, fallen well off the radar lately. I think he just needs to go. He needs to find a new spot and resurrect his career. Yeah, well, his brother sold me a... Um, charity martyr car lottery thing one day you know you just get trapped in those sort of things but got to talk and he said oh yeah my brother's a um uh he plays actually in the nrl i think i was wearing my cowboys jersey something at the time and he goes yeah my brother plays in the nrl and i've looked at him oh who's your brother and he goes oh he's a he plays for the eels and he goes oh, you probably won't know him but his name's daniel alvaro and i go oh yeah he's that bench forward or benchy for the um, Eels, isn't he? And he goes, yeah, yeah, he's a benchy. And then I've looked him up when I got home and he's like been starting in this side yep. for like two years. Yep. So, uh, yeah, he'd, uh, he got the sale that day anyway. But uh, maybe Daniel, brother Daniel might be joining him in that uh, the old charity queue at some point. Anyway, well, sorry, Daniel. Brother went home and told him what you said and absolutely shot his confidence. <laughs> I'm sorry. He hasn't been the same <laughs> since. No one oh, knows mate, your name. <laughs> JT from the Supercoach <laughs> Talk Podcast. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yes, good times. Um, the Raiders taking the same 17 in despite the loss last week to an understrength manly side. Um, so I guess it, this isn't a side that's going to move too much on a week-to-week basis, um, save for injury anyway, but... Um, yeah, they're taking the same guys. So, still no news on Bateman. He's still a couple of weeks off, I believe. Um, but yep. I haven't seen any any updates to see how he's gone. Quick one here. Who do you reckon scoring more this week? Mitch Moses, George Williams. I'm going to go Moses just because I have to. He's in my fucking side. He's <laughs> finger out. Yeah, I know. I had a look at this, and the Raiders aren't allowing a lot of points to right side halves. So, let's go with Williams. Mm. 
Interesting. Breaking out the stats, Lakey. Let's do it. You and Wilf will be climbing that ladder quicker than anything. Uh, second last game of the round, hitting on the Sunday Sea Eagles yet again in the Sharkies. Another good Sunday game they do. Um, big news, obviously, fullback, just Tommy Turbo. Uh, poor guy, mm. cannot catch a break with that hammy. That being exactly right. He's come out and said in the media that um, his hamstring was as strong as it's ever been. Like he's done so much work on it. And in something as innocuous as that tackle the other day, uh, it can just go from anywhere. Horrible news for him. He's out, I think, a minimum six to eight weeks uh, based on the grading. So uh, he's an immediate trade out. Uh, probably not going to trade his replacement in Brendan Elliott. Um, handy enough, he filled in there over the weekend as well. Um, does his job, played there for the Titans a bit as well. So handy enough uh, replacement there. But thankfully for them, George Tafua makes a comeback from injury in this game as well. So in terms of backline disruption, it's not too much doing there. Tavita Vuna, uh, third game cheapie this round. So plenty of love after uh, a couple of tries in his first two games. He moves into the centres. So may open him up for a couple more base stats there, but unfortunately know, he's not going to have he's not going to have Turbo feeding him tries anymore. Oh, Brendan Elliott can throw a mean cutout, mate. So mm. don't sell him short. <laughs> I'll <laughs> take your word for it. <laughs> and a guy that uh, we all had in our side probably two years ago or so, and I think everyone's scared off of him now. Lachlan Croker, so gets his first run on start in the Seagull side for the year. Um, I think he's pretty much around the two hundred k mark, but. Based on what we've seen from him historically in this game, uh, it's probably not a lot of love there. He's dual positioned and he's 202k break even of six. But uh, And we'll get an extended run now that Dylan Walker's not there. But basically, I just see everything going through DCU uh, for, for Manly from now on. Uh, Croker will play that bit part role, but is he a guy you're keeping an eye on at least? No, as you said, I don't think there's going to be too much. That DCU will play his part and... Um Jakey Travojevic will probably play a bigger ball playing role, but apart, you know, apart from those guys, and I'm keeping an eye on Tapao when he comes back because he's going to have a high break even, but um, not too much interest in this manly side, unfortunately. Yeah, well, Tapao's back this week. Uh, oh, there his, he is too. Yep. It was his thumb thumb injury. So yeah, yes, it I went sideways. <laughs> Oh, God, it, that was sickening. That was awful. 16 break even for Marty. Yeah, so he's got a 10 in his rolling average for the next couple of weeks, so he's going to be nice and cheap in two weeks' time. Jeez, that'll be a fantastic play, I reckon. Um, before the injury was floating, he had a couple of six, mid-60s, 57. Uh, he's still playing that. Less he hasn't hit more than fifty minutes a game, but we know that's the Mar- what Marty can do. So. No, but if if I can take a hundred k and turn um, Toby Rudolph into Martin Tapao, I'm going to be laughing. Yeah, it's an interesting play there. Who else have we got? Nothing much else doing for Manly there. So let's move to the Sharks. Matt Moylan holds his spot down after getting absolutely destroyed oh. by Dylan Watenez Lesnia. It is just caved in. If you were a guy and you've made the highlights reel at Sports Center, but you were on the receiving end of an absolute, you know, like rip snorter of a tackle like that, would you still feel good? Like, that's know. what America's seen. You just have to think, like, all the highlights being pumped around the world because we're one of the only sports that's being played. And you've got Matt Moyle and Cameron Munster and James Tedesco copying absolute brilliant <laughs> hits. And, and, you know, everyone knows their names. <laughs> And it's simply for being flattened. I don't know. No, that's it. Well, at least you got your face out there. You've known for something. Uh, Andrew Fafita for the Sharks makes his uh, return to the starting spot. So 
Hamlin Ueli pushed to the bench. Um, Fafita just is yeah, not the same Fafita of old. I think you mentioned on the podcast a week or two ago, he's just crabbing and yeah, he's, he's so far from relevance in this game at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah, he's, he's sort of come out and said that the new rules don't suit a bloke of his size and he's doing some work to get down the kegs so he can play it and whatnot. But I was watching the game on um, Sunday afternoon last week and he was still limping around out there, so he's obviously having some trouble. Mm. Oh, yeah, that, that knee just looks looks ordinary. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's got a chance at some starting minutes. Um, who else you got? Toby Rudolph. I think a lot of people might be playing this guy this week. I think I am if Tedesco's out. So Toby Rudolph's in the 14 jersey. I don't think it affects him too much. Plays that 40 minutes, gets heavily involved. Um, attacking stat would be great. But in a week like this, I think you'd take a, a 40 or 50 from a guy like him, wouldn't you? Yeah, you're going to have to, unfortunately. Say with the Tawals and the Carrigans and, as you said, the Tedescos and stuff like that, people's front rows and reserves are going to be really thin. So I think he's going to make a lot of sides by default. Yep, you got Kennedy there on the extended bench as well. So Moylan, will, I guess we'll see how he goes. But that could be an interesting play. Do you go Kennedy or Rudolph if Kennedy makes it into the starting side for... Uh, whatever reason so it could be an interesting one there last game of the round mate we're doing pretty good for time let's throw it to you no worries um the, the one thing that jumped out at me when i looked at this game is david nofoluma up against the bulldogs right um on the right hand side against that bulldogs left edge this is going to be a bloodbath if he can get um through the line as much as like sioni katoas and the entire roosters team did mm. two weeks ago um for the rest of the teams, nothing huge. Uh, Kristen Crichton got suspended, so Kerrit Holland is replacing him with Cogger coming onto the interchange. Um, Nick Meany uh, is floating around, but, um, you know, I don't think he's going to be a late inclusion. And I've noticed that Aidan Tolman's in the reserves, but I thought he had to quarantine for 14 days Um because of the COVID thing. So maybe this just falls exactly. outside of that. I'm not sure yeah. on the exact timeline, but he's there and you'd have to expect that um, if that's all, you know, above board that he'll come into the starting pack for Tuamanga, um, who will then push one of these guys back off the interchange. Mm. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting watch. But again, there's not too much super coach relevance in this doggy's side. Um, the one guy that a lot of people... Um, probably do have, maybe have, um, and should be rightly ecstatic about is Jake Avarillo. This kid looks a very likely type. Looks dangerous every time he touches the ball, and geez, he's got some wheels. He can go. Is it too late? So if you're looking at a guy like Avarillo, 261,000, negative 34 break even, so still going to climb, but. If you've got a guy like Hammer, who's a you know, 90k cheaper, uh, Coates with a good run, playing in uh, a side that yeah, should be doing a lot better, or a guy like Funa, what do you, what do you do here? Is Avarillo just too expensive? I don't think so. There was one stage um, yesterday I was looking at him. I've still got Billy Walters hanging around on my halfback bench, so I could even make 10k from going Billy down to Avarillo. Um, so it was an option I was looking at. So that. You know, he makes a far better halfback um, benchy than he does a center wing benchy at that price, I think. Um, and, I mean, we started with guys more expensive this than this at the start of the year. I don't think he's too expensive if you need to make a little bit of coin. 
in your halfback spot especially. If you're going just centre wing, you're likely to go to the, the cheaper guys, the Coates and the, and the um, Hammers. He goal kicked, didn't he, as well on the weekend? He did, yeah. Navarilla? Yes, hmm. and he did very what was, well. What was the reason for that? Um, I think it's because Meany was out, wasn't he? Meany's their usual kicker. That's right. And um, so, yeah, with him not in the side, then um, Avarillo, it fell to him. Um, Wakem did come back and there was – Yeah, we'll say that's a bit of a worry, I suppose. Holland's probably going to have it this week. Um if they can manage to get over the stripe. <laughs> but um Carrot old bloody Holland, eh? Hey? Yeah, who knows? Old defensive machine. Poor old Tiger. Poor old Bulldogs. Poor old Bulldogs. And poor old Tigers. They they had a an, a training run last week, but um it was very costly. Lost Robert Jennings, Zane Musgrove, and the big one in Alex Twile. Um Have so, you heard any news, mate? Should we just ask NRL Physio? We'll ask Physio if he's got any updates. He seems to be right on top of things at the moment. So, guys, if you're wanting to know anything about Alex Tawile, just jump straight onto Twitter. Head on over to NRL Physio. He likes to go by the name Champ, (laughs) Chief, Slugger, Bruiser, Princess. This poor guy. He's absolutely confident. I sent him a um, a tweet the other day and I think it got lost in all the Tawile mail. So, I haven't heard back. But, yeah, um, Tommy Talao is back, replaces Robert Jennings. He's only had the one game so far. Looked good, but only had a 30 score, so he's not, um, like, must-have territory. Um, But he'll be on the bubble next week, so one to watch. Um, Josh Reynolds is still there over Benji and Matty Eisenhuth, um, who returned last week for the first time in I can't even remember how long he um, but he's going back to lock to replace Twile. And um, I, I remember Eisenhuth had a pretty good run in this game, maybe a couple years ago or something like that. Yeah, just- it was only two years ago because I did draft. I had a draft team last year, and I drafted him fairly highly. He was um, right up there with one of the better front rowers of the game, and um, didn't play at all last year. So that was nice. So he hit a, a 56 against us from 60 minutes last week, 458k. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit awkward this stage of the year to be looking at a guy like him, particularly if Twile's only the three weeks away. No. No, yeah, draft option. Yeah, that's it. Any other things from the Tigers sticking out? Don't think so. I think that pretty much wraps it up for me. You've got your Benji Marshall and Billy Walters hanging around in the reserves, but it's hard to see them getting a call up just, you know, considering the – Dominant win on the weekend. Training run. Training run. Yeah, they fell apart in that second half, mate. We had them on the ropes. Don't you worry about that. If we couldn't just, uh, if we could just stay inside the touchline against you guys, we might uh, might go some way to rectifying this losing streak. We'll see how that goes. But anyway, you've got there, mate. Yeah, it was Tuesday. That's uh, it. Sign up a million and one uh, little troublesome problems that we've got to now deal with. Um, I can field, I think I calculated it today, about 19 players this week, including Tino Fasu Malawi and uh, who else? <laughs> Toby Rudolph. I had to, uh, I had to have a uh, chuckle because last week you and Styles, you were doing the team list and it was, as you said yourselves on the pod, it was a fairly mundane, boring team list Tuesday. And as soon as that four o'clock hit today, I went, you're kidding me. I've got to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have signed up, mate. Should yeah. have had uh, whatever MasterChef or something marathon on. <laughs> I'll probably be watching some Hallmark soap operas with the missus. So I'd much rather do this anyway. 
Um, but yeah, going uh, back think- to your point, I've got 19 players this week myself, and one of those is Tedesco. So I'm really going to be holding on to a seat of my pants. Uh, it'll be an interesting week for reserve plays and getting your captain right. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Ponga, I've cursed you, so on his way to nothing. Cowboys win. I can feel it. It's ready to go. Anyway, Lakey, good to chat to you, mate. Hopefully you turn your super coach form around and that your NRL side does the reverse just for one week, but uh, we'll see. Mm. Uh, if we do go well, you can make uh, book this one out in your calendar next week. You'll be back on for sure. Mate, I can't wait. Yeah, that's it. I'm sure you'll be loving to hear from me next week. And either way, I think when the two of us are going to be having some words across the weekend. Cannot wait. Yeah. Man, uncontactable for that 3 p.m. slot. See how we go. Anyway, thanks, Lakey, and I'll catch you next week. Cheers, mate.